When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. about the Nets, I could care less about the NBA because this is the eve of spring training starting. Hope springs eternal. Baseball, we want it. We need it. We can't wait to see it. I know you can't see me. Keith McPherson on the fan. You're going to listen for maybe two minutes, maybe two hours. Maybe you'll listen until 2 a.m., If you're in the sports conversations, I'm going to say some stuff about sports, about players, about teams. I'm going to take as many calls as I can from the greatest fans in the world at 877-337-6666. Got the club going up on a Tuesday. Got your girl in the club and shit too. So I, I guess I got to start with the Nets. And I, I just tend to do that coming off of Capper and Carino, Brooklyn Nets Radio, your Brooklyn Nets. I just like, I got nothing for it, man. I, I, I'll give them credit from the end of the game and we'll, we'll work backwards. Uh, they voided my parlay. I took them to cover the eight. <laughs> um. And I also bet against Tatum like an idiot. I don't know. I just was hoping, man. It's just like hopeless. So I'm hoping. As a Nets fan, uh, imagine loving the game of basketball and having to be a Nets fan. And it goes in waves. Some years are better than the others. But most years are just like realizing that you're nowhere near competing. And um, I'm glad that they did compete in that second half. They didn't lay down. They did fight and come back. They did bring it to eight to end that game, and they kept it, you know, they kept it close, and, you know, there, there's some fight there, and what I will say to the Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets fans is that's the number one team in the East, and that's also the team with the best record in the NBA, and if you can play with them, that's going to at least give you some confidence moving forward, and moving forward, 
literally into tomorrow, you go up to TD Garden to face the Boston Celtics in their building again. 877-337-6666. I hate the Celtics. I hate everything about them. I hate every single thing about them. Their stupid mascot, Lucky, their fans, uh, their arena, the TD Garden, the Garden in Boston. I, I hate Boston, period. And, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, I bet against him tonight. His over-under was set at 29 and a half. Of course, he hit that in the first half. He had a point in the game, bro. He had a point in the game where he literally was, he's heating up. He's on fire. Like, heat check. He hit three threes in a row on back-to-back-to-back possessions. There's nothing they could do with him. And you just knew the game was over in the first half, even if they did manage to come back. Something else I noticed, man, after we talked about the shenanigans that went down in Houston last night, the entire league is on notice as far as the officiating. All of those refs, they must have sent a memo out like, hey, these guys are going to be on one. You got to control the game first and foremost. Make sure you guys hold court, literally. I mean, early in that game, Nick Claxton, not Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton ends up getting a technical, and he just had a rough game tonight. We'll talk about Clax. But early in that game, Mikael Bridges gets a technical after he was clearly fouled twice. He was bumped, and then he was smacked on his arm, missed the layup. And, he, you know, he doesn't say anything right away. He just cries, throws his hands in the air. But then... When he's walking back to the bench for the timeout, he says something at at one of the officials, and the officials, whoa, whoa, tease him up. There was a lot of that tonight. Uh, Jacques Vaughn trying to, you know, hold it down and and be a coach and have these guys backs. But all in all, uh, the Nets lose to the number one team in the league, the Boston Celtics. Joe Mazzula, what a clown. They're doing the hack of Ben, hack of Clacks. Like, that sucks, man. That sucks when, like, that should be an automatic two points. It's a split or no points. And, you know, you've got two guys on your team that they can deploy that strategy on and Nick Claxton and Ben Simmons. It just it just kills the whole pace and flow of the game. And uh, early in the game, that first quarter, we we're like, all right, no, no poor Zingas. He was ruled out with a back injury. He'll play tomorrow. Shocker, Ben Simmons won't play tomorrow. But, like, the Nets come out and they look healthy. They have Dayron Sharp back. Lonnie Walker is available, not hurt. Dennis Smith Jr. is available, not hurt. Dorian Finney-Smith is available, not hurt. I mean, DFS in this game, let's see how many minutes DFS played. DFS played, he started this game and only played 1840. So I don't know if he was hurt. I know he had the ankle. Uh, He had three points, was a minus 15. I don't think he just got benched. He was playing tough defense in the beginning, but I got to check for um, an update on on Dorian Finney-Smith, and hopefully he's not hurt. But, yeah, in the beginning of the game, it was close. It was a six-point game, and I guess you had some hope. Uh, You had a thought that um, the Nets were going to contend, the Nets were going to be able to compete with the Celtics. But, no, like I said, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all they were doing was hunting uh, Cam Thomas and Dennis Schroeder and just finding mismatches. And they have a mismatch all across the court. That's what, If you guys remember me saying opening night or opening week, seeing the Celtics against the Nets, against the Knicks, I'm like, who allowed them to put this team together? Who allowed them to assemble these guys? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Al Horford. Chris Stapps, Porzingis. It's just it's a mismatch everywhere on the floor. Bridges, 
did his thing. Cam Thomas did his thing. But all in all, it's not enough. Mikael Bridges comes out of there with 27. Cam Thomas comes out of there with 26. Bridges knocked down three from deep. Cam Thomas knocked down four from deep. But it's a mismatch. They can't compete with the Boston Celtics. But I was hoping tonight, I was really hoping tonight that uh, they would find a way not to win, but, like, you know, keep it close. That first half, they were down by as much as 23, I believe. Shout out to Lonnie Walker coming off the bench. I mean, Lonnie Walker, Dayron Sharp, uh, Dennis Madrinier, Jalen Wilson, Nets fans. This is a rookie out of Kansas that the Nets drafted, and he showed himself tonight, right? He showed himself being a pest with, with Jason Tatum. You know, he, he showed himself um, tonight playing defense, shooting the ball. He knocked down all three of the threes that he took. You love to see it. So uh, there's some positives to take from this game, and that's all I'll say about the Nets. I'll, I'll let any other Nets fans call up and get their thoughts and their takes in, but uh, what I'll say is that the team looks different. You take out Spencer Dinwiddie. You take out Royce O'Neal. Guys look healthier. Um, obviously, the addition of Dennis Schroeder. What is Schroeder? He played 31 minutes off the bench, only had nine points, and his assists were down. He had three assists versus his debut. They're not playing the Spurs. They went from playing the Spurs, one of the worst teams in the NBA, to the Celtics, the best team arguably in the NBA. And I think these are two good measuring stick games for them to figure it out. But as dark as it seemed at times early on, let's go Devils. Um, <laughs> I'm watching this Devils-Predators game in here. 3-2 Devils now with 5-15 left in the third. I was hoping that they do this. Timo, thank you, Timo Meyer. Sorry, I'm watching this goal replay. Um, I don't know if you guys are paying attention to the Devils at all, but they need every win they can get here. Timo Meyer, thank you for your contributions. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, um, but back to the to the Nets. And we'll talk Devils, Devils fans as well. Um, what I'm saying for the Brooklyn Nets is when you look at this team now, and even the way Jacques Vaughn was coaching tonight, and some of the things that they were able to do out there, it gives you at least 10%, some of y'all probably 50% more optimism that they can make something out of this season, sitting at 21 and 32, 20 and a half games behind the Celtics in the 11th seed, uh, just a couple games out of being in the plan. 877-337-6666. I'll take a call because this guy wants to talk Nets and Devils, obviously. My guy, Josh and Passaic. Hey, Keith, how you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, did you see that goal just now? That was perfect timing. We got to hold it down. Five minutes. The Nets can lose, but thank God we got the Devils, and they seem to have the right energy. I, I know the playoffs um, are, are really not even, you know, they're, they're I don't want to say a long shot. They're not a certainty, but uh, I know as a Nets and Devils fan, I'm thankful that I have the Devils to fall back on. And Keith, you also spoiled it for me. I guess I was a minute behind you, so I just saw the goal like 30 seconds ago after you said it. So live radio. I was a little delayed. I'm live, like, what? Live like, radio. And you're like 515 last. So I realized that was pretty nice. And it's funny how you see like the last, last like five minutes of the game, there was like all on the Devils, I was all on the Devils defensive side, just like puck moving around. And that, that's the Devils, just shoot out on a quick yeah. break, keep yeah. on throwing the puck where they have 40-something shots, just keep on throwing the puck at the net, it's bound to go in. Yeah, I mean, they were all just crowding the neck. Job's not finished. 
They got to hold it down now. Four minutes left and uh, walk out of Nashville uh, against the Music City uh, Kittens and get a win. Um, but, yeah, Devil's Game coming to a uh, conclusion soon. Hopefully they win this 3-2. I don't want to jinx it. This mic is powerful. But what would you think about your Brooklyn Nets tonight in Barclays Center with uh, Celtics fans chanting MVP for Jason Tatum at the free throw line? Yeah, first, I didn't notice that from the beginning of the game, you know, when Tatum was hot, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of Celtics fans here. And usually, you know, you only hear them towards the end of the game. No, always. But this is the type of team they are. You know, they go down 10, 15, 20, then they make a little comeback, you know, to keep the fans from leaving right away to maybe keep a few extra fans to stay there. Mm-hmm. And they, then they lose by 5-10. You know, Cam Thomas only, you know, he wakes up late. He starts throwing up those shots. And and Schroeder, I mean, he's okay. I mean, like, as I was saying to somebody, and that's like the deepest team with like the worst starting group in the league. <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of dudes. They got a bunch of guys. They just don't have enough dogs. They don't have enough, uh, to, you know, to quote our guy uh, Lugie. They just don't have enough superstars, right? I made the joke tonight. Oh, I guess Mikael Bridges doesn't get the super superstar calls that Tatum gets. Like they they were not calling. Like Ben Simmons was getting called for everything. I felt like early in that game, the Nets were. I, I know I had in my notes, the Nets were in the bonus with eight minutes left in the first half. Yeah, just top of everybody they have. But with as you were saying with Jim Wilson, you know he's shooting forty seven percent from threes. I mean, I want I want to see if he's if he could turn more into a star player because I feel like right now he's just playing the role, taking a few shots during the game. You know, I also want to see a little more to to see that he's a good player, to see he's a very good player. Steve could know more shot creating because more you just will. like wait in the corner and shot from there and open. Yeah, I think you will. I think uh, we will see a lot more of him. And I think tonight he stepped up and, and everybody noticed Jalen Wilson tonight. I think all the Nets fans on Twitter were talking about, hey, look at this young guy. Look at this guy stepping up. And he was giving Tatum some trouble. So good. I mean, you got to take the positives. It's been so doom and gloom. It's been so much, oh, what are they doing? What's the play? The deadline is over. They added a player, they added two players, but they added one player that is exactly what they needed, and they, they've gotten healthy. And, and, you know, when you see guys like Lonnie Walker competing, they, these guys don't want to lose. They, they've got pride for the name on the front of the, the jersey and the back. Like, they're, they're going to find a way at some point to make a run and have a winning streak. i got to take a look at the schedule. But the season's not lost. I will take a play in berth with this season. I'll take a playoff berth for sure. And last thing, just going off the Super Bowl, because I got paid today, somebody decided to come over to me, you know, before the game Sunday night. He was trying to, like, hedge a fund on exactly what he was doing. But he's like, you know, he's like, pick the Niners or the Chiefs. And I'm like, sure, the Chiefs. I'm like, why would I bet against the homes? He gave me, you know, $10 to nine. I get 10 if the Chiefs win. So, uh, of course, I did that. Because you don't, as we learned from this series, you don't bet against the homes. Let's see how Dinwiddie, if he's playing tonight, he looks. The game's coming up. Keith, thanks for taking my call. Have a great night. <laughs> thanks for the call, Josh. I could care less about Spencer Dinwiddie playing uh, with the Lakers tonight. I'm not checking for Spence. Uh, appreciate his uh, first stint with the Nets. Second one, not so great. Um, 10.30 p.m., here we are. Uh, that game should, It's 10.39. That game didn't tip off yet. NBA, they always say uh, 7.30, 10.30, and then they started uh, 10, 15 minutes later. But um, anyway, we're about to uh, go to a break. Let me take my next call, and then I'll queue up uh, the rest of the night. I'll kind of set the table and let you know what we're going to be talking about on my show. Josh is in the Bronx. Josh is on the fan. I had to call you. You know, you're talking about the Celtics. You know, these New York... Boston rivalries, you know, now you're going to talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox, you know. 
basketball, hockey, etc., with these two teams and everything, you know, New York, Boston, going down to spring training. I hope you can see the Red Sox and everything, even though they won't amount to much. Take it away, Keith. Thank you for taking my call. Have a great show. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's Buck Faustin. That's embedded. I know people like to say that there's no more rivalry. The rivalry isn't a rivalry anymore. Of course it is. Of course it is. Did you watch the Red Sox as a Yankee fan come to the Bronx and sweep us last year and pop bottles and celebrate like they won the World Series as a last place team? Their World Series was coming here and beating the Yankees. You guys don't remember Justin Turner hitting a foul ball off John Sterling's head? That was intentional. I took that personal. John laughed it off, but I remember. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. Now we got Alex Verdugo over here. On the other side, the next Red Sox turn Yankee. We owe him this year. We owe him this year. And they're going to be on Netflix with a uh, quarterback-style documentary, a Hard Knocks-style documentary. I want that to be on Netflix streaming where they come to the Bronx and Juan Soto and Judge Mash and Cole, and Rodon, and Nestor, whoever else, Stroman, Clark Schmidt, Shove, and they get embarrassed in the Bronx Zoo. And they feel the Yankee fans on top of them. No Devers home runs. No Masataka Yoshida doubles in the gap. Like, let's go. We're almost there, man. So, uh, quickly, obviously we're going to talk about the Yankees and the Mets. Spring training. Pitchers and catchers. It's on tomorrow. Uh, I did not get to the David Stern's comments last night. Obviously, uh, we got to the 11 o'clock hour and we had that nonsense go on in Houston with the uh, phantom call. Um, but we'll we'll get to David Stern's tonight and we'll get to the Yankee talk as well. And, you know, with the uh, phantom call, I was on Twitter last night like protests. And Woj came out to, today to say the Knicks are filing a protest with the NBA as they should. As they should. That was nonsense. The whole world knows that was nonsense. Whether you're a Nick fan or a Nick hater, you can acknowledge that was bogus. And uh, empty netter. Let's go. We out of here. Let's go, Nico. Let's go. All right, Captain Nico Heischer with the empty netter goal for two. Devils. Devils fans, call a fan and tell us how you feel. Back-to-back wins. Got to get as many wins as possible. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Um, But, yeah, so to set up the rest of the show, we're going to talk about the Knicks protest. We're going to talk about what Woj put out there. Uh, The Knicks and Rockets aren't scheduled to play again, blah, 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 blah. You know, what they would have to do uh, in this situation, if they win the protest and play that overtime period, I think I saw something like only six protests have ever been won. They should win this one. They should win this one. It's no debate. They should win this one. Um, and I had this thought about the Knicks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to float this theory out there tonight that they're uh, not homegrown anymore and they're too American. And I have been an NBA conspiracy theorist for a long time. And I will tell you why the NBA does not love them, will never love them. And I'll also tell you why right now they're not they're not rocking with the Knicks. They don't want to see Brunson. They, uh, they were hoping, oh, Brunson's ankle, he don't play in the All-Star game. He's not going to ever get the calls. They're banged up right now. They don't want to see you win. And I got a whole theory on them being too American and now not having the homegrown talent, the draft-picked players like the NBA seems to just love. Uh, Mets fans, Jorge Soler, he's off the board. Tell me how you feel about that. I don't think you were ever really in play for him. Three years, $42 million. 
I don't think that was the quote-unquote stick that you guys were looking for. Um, J.D. Martinez is still out there, though. Blake Snell is still out there. Yankee fans still thinking that Blake Snell is coming through. I I don't know about that either. Um, We'll we'll get into it, though. We got to break it down. 877-337-6666. The Devils win. The Nets lose. The Islanders also lost in a shootout uh, to the Kraken. Forgot to mention that. But we're we're certainly going to lean into the eve of baseball being back. Pitchers and catchers. Spring training. It's on in Port St. Lucie in Tampa for the Mets and the Yankees. We will definitely talk about who's still av- available. I heard Evan talking about the uh, lack of an MLB free agent frenzy. I could have a whole show on that. I've been talking about that for years. I've been talking about the things that have been wrong with MLB for years and how they always want to grow the game and they want to make baseball cool again. It's like, well, you you cut your nose to spite your own face. Like, there's so many things that you could easily fix and do to change your own. You know, I'm not I'm not going to start yelling. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. Join the show. We'll be right back. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Returning to Mac. I'm right back. On the fan. Let's get it. Quickly here. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to 2 a.m. We're going to break in the next three, four minutes. I'll try to take one call. But I wanted to plant a seed about something that bothered me today, man. I've been talking about this for a while. If you follow me on the Elon Musk machine X, formerly known as Twitter, I've been saying for at least uh, the end of last baseball season and now, so a few months, that the Yankees owed us a City Connect jersey. You know what I'm talking about? The City Connect jerseys that everybody else across the league has to do or has done. So it was announced today nine teams will get a City Connect uniform in 2024. Looks like the Yankees and the A's will be the only teams to not wear them. The Dodgers will be getting their second ones. Right, The Dodgers are like, ah, people weren't feeling our all-blue Los Dodgers look. We can do better for the city of L.A. We've got Shohei and Yamamoto now. Let's give our fans, you know, their fans that lead the league in attendance as far as going to their ballpark every game. Let's give our fans a new fit. Let's give our fans a new jersey to rock. The Yankees, what did they do? The Yankees put a star insurance patch on the sleeve. For you to watch that every at-bat. And now the Yankees want to push the uh, old look without the white trim on the road grays. Oh, okay. You're not going to have any white trim around the the letters or the sleeves. All right. Take it back to the old school. They're, They're taking a step further back instead of stepping into the future and doing what the rest of the teams in Major League Baseball do. I always say, and I got this from Jeff Heckelman, who was the... Uh, head of PR at MLB when I was in the fan cave, he said, Keith, there are 29 teams and the New York Yankees. When you're thinking about the league baseball, there are 29 teams and the New York Yankees. They 
march to the beat of their own drum. But now you're lumped in with the A's as the only lames to not go all in with the Nike City Connect uniform that the entire major leagues of baseball has done. Why? Your, your uniform is not sacred anymore. You put a patch on it. You already have the Nike swoosh over the pinstripes. Why not have somebody cook up a dope Bronx City Connect jersey for the fans? You owe it to us. In my humble opinion, you owe it to us. You went 82 and 80 last year. Like, there's no more mystique of, like, like, you're not better than anybody else in Major League Baseball. It's been 15 years since you've been to a World Series. So that whole, oh, the Yankees are so famous, they don't have names on the back of their jerseys, and they're so iconic. Like, you had to fall in line and do the black and white jerseys for the players weekend back in 2019. I've seen you change your jerseys for the uh, Little League Classic. What's the holdup? So, I don't know. That bothered me today to see that the Yankees are still holding out, still pushing back on something so simple that would fire up fans and make them more money. It's the brand. It's it the is. Brand. I know. How weird did Verdugo look clean-shaven today? It's the same thing. He, he, Shout I out to my guy from the Bleacher him. Creatures. John Broder hit me, and he's like, it's just like the shaving policy, Keith. They're not going to change it. And I'm like, yeah, but this is stupid to me because the whole league is doing it. Nike makes the jerseys. Yeah. This is New York. You could have Ronnie from Kith design you a jersey. Maybe he wouldn't do that with Nike because he's got Kith, his own brand. Isn't it, is but it Fanatics now? Or maybe that's something. I saw a post today Did with the s- janky Fanatics jerseys. Like, I'm a jersey guy. But I have a closet full of 30 Those different jerseys. do not look good. Those jerseys, no. No, they need to go back to the drawing board. Fanatics is shady. I, I, got, like, I actually know some stuff. I actually interviewed at Fanatics years ago. Um, I, don't, I don't know about Fanatics getting... Uh, to make the jerseys, the, the replicas that that we've seen. I think I saw um, a Miles Michaelis jersey and uh, a Logan Gilbert jersey, yeah. and I saw a, a Luis Kirby Robert jersey out there. Yeah, as well. from the from the Mariners, and I they just look janky. I, I care about the jerseys. I'm a fan. I go to the game. You go to the game. You wear the jersey. You rep the team in your stadium on the road. It's an important thing to me, and the fact that. All the other teams, when the Yankees play them, they de- they debut their city connects. The Baltimore Orioles, the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, the Yankees are coming to town. Let's unveil our dope new city connect uniforms for our fans to wear, for us to wear, to feel better about ourselves against the Yankees in their old road grades. Right, and you know what's weird? And I'm not going to defend the Yankees, even though it's going to sound like it. Like, it could be a money grab for them. And it's not money. It, it has nothing to do with money. It's just the mystique of like that logo and that franchise. It's. I'm not going to say it's like you know. It's it's the Steinbrenner. They of- don't want a home jersey that doesn't have the pinstripes. And if they're making an alternate, they have to make an alternate without pinstripes. Or do they? You could. You can have the pinstripes on a sleeve, on a leg. Around a collar, you know how much money uh, one of those City Connect jerseys would make for the Yankees. That's what I'm saying. I buy, I buy, I buy Judge, I buy Soto, I I buy Volpe, nine nine, Deuce Deuce, one one. 